Welcome to Trauma-Informed Parenting, where you can find information about adoption, foster care, parenting a child with a capital letter syndrome, such as ADD, ADHD, FASD, SPD, on the spectrum, etc., and trauma-informed parenting, all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker, but more important than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos with trauma histories and capital letter syndromes. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Trauma-Informed Parenting, a Coffee Break Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today, the topic is human trafficking awareness. Oh my gosh, this is such a heavy topic and it's something that needs to be talked about but is difficult to talk about. The reason I want to talk about it is because January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month with the official day being January 11th. It's a topic that I'm passionate about shining the light on, not only to raise awareness, but to prevent it in children with trauma histories. It's really important to me. It's estimated that internationally there are between 20 million and 40 million people in modern slavery today. Assessing the full scope of human trafficking is difficult because cases so often go undetected, something the United Nations refers to as the hidden figures of crime. And that's from dosomething.org. Human trafficking as a theme. Because four of my children were adopted from the former Eastern Bloc country, Poland, I took an interest in human trafficking and how it affected orphans aging out of the system and kids aging out of foster care. As I researched, I decided the best way to share the information and raise awareness and teach teens and young adults about human trafficking was through writing a novel. So I began the Defining series. The Defining series follows the life of Adelina, a 15-year-old orphan in Poland who could potentially age out of the system. She is the prime target for human traffickers who love to scout teens who are aging out of the system in any country, luring them with promises of love, a job, or whatever they desire. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to share the three phases of human trafficking here in a few minutes. But this episode is sponsored by the Defining Series, Defining Home, Defining Family, and Defining Marriage. This series follows Adelina, like I said. And because I want to raise awareness especially in teens, and teach them how to navigate this difficult world right now and how to recognize these three phases of human trafficking that I'm going to talk about. I'm giving away Defining Home, 
the first series in the book for free. So if you haven't gotten on my website, then go ahead and do that. And I will have it linked on there so that you can grab your free copy and share it with your teen and share it with anybody else that needs to hear a lesson. And I'll share a little bit more about why using a novel is so important in a few minutes. But let me get into a little bit about the Republic of Poland. It's located within Central Europe, and it's one of the many European countries that human trafficking has affected. Human, human trafficking is a, a complex global issue that is extremely difficult to eliminate as it is often invisible and difficult for authorities to track. In Poland, children and women are common targets for traffickers. Victims often come from low-income areas and have little legal protection, making it easier for traffickers to transport victims to and from Poland. In order to eliminate human trafficking in Poland, the country must address underlying issues such as poverty. And that is from a website that I got about trafficking on Poland. It'll be linked in the show notes. Some of the Polish words I'm not very good at saying, so that's why I'm not saying it. But anyway, as a realization of what could have happened to my kiddos, and after talking to other moms who adopted from other Eastern Bloc countries, East Germany, Poland, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, and Albania, I knew that I had to act. And because writing is my action, that's why I wrote the Defining Series. And I, I told you I was going to talk about why presenting it novel form was so important to me. When I was writing the book, Defining Home, the first one, I gathered a group of teens and they walked through Adelina's story with me as I wrote it, revised it, edited it, and published it. They gave me feedback. I even had one of the moms of one of the teens saying, you, you can't kill off that person or, you know, sending me messages about those kinds of things. So they had an input. But one of the teens on that team said, I learned more about human trafficking from Defining Home than I ever would have from a pamphlet, which I wouldn't have read anyway, he added. And that was at one of our roundtable meetings. I inwardly cheered and I was jumping up and down on the inside. But on the outside, I smiled. So if you want your teen to learn about the dangers of human trafficking through a non-confrontational way, without an infographic or a pamphlet, start with Defining Home, Adelina's Adventures, Volume 1. And like I said, this episode is sponsored by that book and you get a free copy today on my website. So as my human trafficking education furthered, I know I said I would get to those three phases, and I will, but I want to backtrack just a little bit. As a realization of what could have happened to my kiddos sunken, I researched human trafficking even more. And after joining forces with SHIELD, a task force, which I'll link in the show notes, I learned about familial trafficking in our area. Familial trafficking is when a family forces a son or daughter to exchange sexual favors or something else 
for drugs, money, goods, etc. And then familial trafficking is a form of child abuse. Worldwide, the counter-trafficking data collective reported that 41% of child trafficking involved a close member or relative of the family as a perpetrator. Now, I know that is horrific. I made my husband read, not made, I ask him. He, he probably feels like I make him read some of my notes for this episode. And he was just like, this is really hard to read. And I understand that it is hard to read. It's hard to listen to. It's hard to write about. But it's really important that we do. We, we have to uncover the evil. We have to bring light to the darkness. An analyst of familial traffic, sex trafficking published in the Journal of Family Violence in 2018 shows that when trafficking occurred by family members, children were most often exchanged for illegal drugs. The children studied demonstrated a high severity of abuse as measured with a sexual abuse severity score with higher severity of abuse for children living in rural communities. Now, I know that that has been common in our areas of Appalachia or Appalachia, whichever way you like to say it, because I've heard it both ways, even though I get corrected on it all the time by my children. Anyway, I know that it is a common thing after working with S.H.I.E.L.D. and hearing some of the horrific stories that I can't really share because they were private, but they were stories that involved familial trafficking. So as my knowledge grew, then so did my concern as well as the urgency to shout out warnings to families. So I did what I knew best to do. I wrote another book, Kill the Librarian, a cat mystery, which delves into the definition of family and trafficking foster teens. So that's another book that I will definitely link. That's a really good one for your teen or young adult to read and get the basics of how human trafficking works without you sitting down and saying, here's my PowerPoint for human trafficking. And now you have to sit down and watch it and then we will discuss it. I did, um, when I was teaching at More Grace Outreach three or four years ago, um, I was teaching high school class and we read Defining Home as a class and I made up some questions to go along with that so that if that's something that you're interested in, just email me and I will send you those questions if you want to do those with your teen. I think it's important to discuss it in a non-confrontational way and a non-don't-be-stupid-on-the-internet kind of way, you know, which is sometimes what we do. All right. Now, I will, I'm going to go through the three phases of trafficking, at which you can, if your child is willing, or if you think it's really important, which I do, discuss it. Number one is scouting. This phase can be likened to hunting. The scout often gathers information or intelligence via social media. This information, including loneliness, 
unmonitored social media activity and the desire for a better life, and I put better life in air quotes, are used for the next phase and for for this phase. They, they gather the information, then they use it for the next phase. But I wanted to go back to, in air quotes, better life. It doesn't necessarily mean that the teen has a terrible life. You know how we can be when we are teens and maybe you want to be, um, maybe your teen wants to be a superstar and an influencer and the scout can promise those things online. And this phase can also be accomplished in person. Just letting you know, I learned a lot about scouting through working with S.H.I.E.L.D., which was in person. So you have to watch for that. So number two, the second phase is manipulation. The trafficker supplies what the teen wants, which can range from new tennis shoes, true story, to the promise of a new life. Often the traffickers promise love, freedom, a career, or fill in the blank. It really literally can be anything. I'm going to share a little bit of my family story. My niece was almost trafficked, very close. She was scouted and manipulated. Thankfully, and I'll tell you a little bit more of her story, she was promised a singing career if she met a man at a truck stop in the manipulation phase and they were going to take her down south and set her up get her and she has an amazing voice she already is an amazing singer but she was scouted by a particular man on a regular basis that she was singing with in a band and he promised that if you met his uncle air quotes because i'm sure it wasn't really his uncle if you meet them at this, if you meet him at this truck stop, and um, he's gonna take you down, and I won't list or name the place, he's gonna take you there and set you up, and you're gonna record, you're gonna become famous. And she was young, and that's what she wanted out of life. She did go to the truck stop. Thankfully, their mom found out right away, with her mom, her aunt, me, and all of her female cousins calling her and texting her like, don't do this. And, you know, she was still convinced for a while. And then there's something was the tripwire that set her off to, I can't do this. And she went inside the rest stop and my aunt had, my aunt, my sister (laughs) had already called the police and they were on the way. And she just told her, you stay in there. You stay in the women's bathroom if you have to. They're going to come and get you, and they're going to bring you home. And they did. Oh, my goodness. Thankfully. Thankfully. Oh, my goodness. I mean, when I think of the implications, she could have got into that truck. And here's the thing. Middle-class teens can be targeted. No one is immune, as per my niece's harrowing experience. That was awful for all of us. And she wasn't living a bad life. It wasn't, we have to remember that. Human trafficking, we often, all right, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go into that. I get so excited about this. I just, I guess excited is just not the right word. It's like, I want to get this information out there. 
All right, number three, trapping. That's the third phase. Enslaving or trapping can be accomplished in various ways, either drugging the victim, kidnapping him or her, or the threat of exposing sexual activities, or the threat of killing family members, harming family members. The list is endless, really. And the entrapment, the trapping phase in my niece's situation was luring her to that truck stop with the promise of, if you get in this truck and you go down south with my uncle, then you will get a singing career. So if she would have gotten into that truck, we potentially could have never seen her again. I don't know what would have happened. I don't. Okay. Although we see images of chains in our mind when we think of trafficking, there are other ways of enslaving that are not visible. There are mental enslaving. You know, if you tell a 12 or 13 year old that her parents are going to be killed or taken by the police or fill in the blank, if you do not do this, then that's a mental enslaving. Okay? So it doesn't always happen with actual chains. Just as in my niece's example, her experience, no one chained her up. I don't know what would have happened if she got in the truck, honestly. But to that point, that hadn't happened. We have to remember that human trafficking is a worldwide problem. It's hard to accept that the fact of human trafficking might be going on in your very neighborhood. Or one of your family's members is a potential target, like my niece. But it's true, we can't turn a blind eye to the issue. The underlying theme of trafficking is the devaluing of human life. It's not an issue we can simply deal with by applying stricter laws and rules. And as Lisa Bevere says in Girls with Swords, evil is overcome or displaced by good as surely as dark is displaced by light. So one of the first steps in ending human trafficking is awareness, but then action. You have to have some action. Awareness is not enough. And there has to be education in our own families and communities. The most important action we can apply is prayer because evil isn't dispelled because of a new law. There must be a change of heart. And in that same book, Girls with Swords, Lisa Bevere shares a powerful truth in reference to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. And I'm just going to read the scripture. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people." 
So I'm going to point out what she pointed out about that scripture because that is also a hard scripture to listen to. We don't want to live in days like this. But remember, our difficulties arise from a darkened condition of the heart, not economic collapse, wars, or earthquakes. I just remember in my childhood, just like knowing about the end times and when people talked about that it was, you know, kind of freaked me out, always does, but that's just, that's just life. But I never really thought about that fact that it is a darkened condition of the heart. And that's what we're dealing with, with human trafficking. It's a devaluing of the life that God created and this devaluing targets those who are have trauma histories already have capital letter syndromes foster teens who are aging out of the system and the list goes on and on i think we need to humble ourselves and pray for a revival and a refreshing awakening of the human heart so i'm going to I'm going to end up with a con, you know, wrap up with a conclusion before I run out of time here. I try to keep these under half an hour. This is an ex excruciating thing to write about, to talk about, and I literally weep for the overwhelming expanse of human suffering and the potential for more suffering if we don't rise up and do something about human trafficking. I'm using the gifts that God has given me and writing and podcasting about the subject. Just a moment of honesty here. You know, marketing is not my strong suit. I'm trying to get better at it. So could you share this podcast and share the books that I've mentioned here, which I will link in the show notes? I wholeheartedly believe that my books have value and contain the power to change the potential path of readers. And if, it could, if my books can help one person like my niece in that situation, then they've done their work. And just one last note, because I've talked about it um, several times during this podcast. Get your copy of Defining Home. And even if you don't want a free chapter, sign up if you're interested in knowing more about my books including an upcoming release of America's Future, which is the sequel to Kill the Librarian, which focuses on trafficking, preying on foster youth in a treacherous way that threatens the foundation of the future of America. And yes, this is a fiction book, even though it sounds like nonfiction. And just a note, if you're listening, dear parent, and you're like, I don't want my teen to read graphic content full of F-bombs, you don't have to worry. You can rest assured that my books are PG and G rated. And here's the other thing. Feel free to read the book yourself first. You can do that. When I share in my books about human trafficking, yes, they are thrillers. Yes, they're fast paced. Yes, they have quirky characters that you will love, but I don't feel like you need to overshare about the graphic details. You don't have to go overboard. You understand what's really going on. 
So, but feel free to read the books yourselves. And I'm just going to share this because you need to know it. There is a national human trafficking hotline and the number is 1-888-373-7888. If you need that or you know someone who needs it, I know people can just look that up on the internet, but sometimes we just don't do that. And they have a human trafficking hotline website, which I will link in the show notes. So I'm going to wrap it up for today. And I thank you for joining me. And I will link the um, Defining Home so you can get that free copy. And I will also share a link of my other books about novels about human trafficking, including, I think I shared this with my email list, The Case of the Missing Person, which is for tweens. And it does include a very family-friendly first exposure to human trafficking. So you can grab that too. So thanks for joining me today, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trauma-Informed Parenting. Make sure you subscribe on TraumaInformedParenting.com to receive a free resource and receive a newsletter plus updates when books or new courses are released. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, or Spotify and leave a review so other listeners can find trauma-informed parenting and know the value of the show. You're welcome to send me an email to contact at traumainformedparenting.com.